What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual group therapy for everyone affected by Tony Stark's Snap. This is as good a time as any to tell you that parental discretion is advised when listening to After the Snap. I say some real fucked up shit. Don't call it a comeback. Yep, this is the first official full episode uh, of the comeback of After the Snap. After an extended hiatus due to some health issues but everything is good now and we're gonna jump right back into the make me a jedi series that we've been doing well that we started before the hiatus we're going to jump right back in where we left off we're at the second movie attack of the clones and i'm going to give you a quick overview of what i thought of the movie james from from ada geeks had sent a couple of uh, questions for me to see where my where my mind was in the Jedi, I guess, uh, journey. So he sent a couple questions. We're going to address those questions. Um, I'm tell you what I thought of the second movie in the prequels, and we are going to discuss the last episode of the Twilight Zone. CBS All Accesses The Twilight Zone, the Jordan Peele version. That last episode, it was definitely a case of saving the best for last, so we'll discuss that a little bit. And I'm also going to start it off with the Swamp Thing news. Um, I didn't even watch Swamp Thing started on May 31st. I haven't even watched the first episode on DC Universe and after the release of the first episode uh, DC Universe announced that it would be canceling the series and it's just amazing one episode in and you've decided that's it we're done (laughs) it's not like uh, other streaming services where they release the entire season at one time they released one episode and then said nah we, we don't need any more of this and just canceled the show so there's been a lot of questions not only just questions there's been a lot of speculation as to why and speculation can even go back to when they shortened the order for the uh, Swamp Thing series they shortened it from 13 episodes to just 10 before filming stopped of the uh of of the show and people even then had the speculation that okay they're doing this because they're going to just end DC Universe if you didn't know Warner Brothers just like a lot of other big studios and everybody and their mama are deciding that they are going to start a streaming service so that they can get in on this whole streaming wars because I'm telling you 
shit's gonna get real over the next say 18 to 24 months as far as streaming services go you got apple you got disney you've got wb we've got just a myriad a flipping myriad of streaming services being announced and of course wb wants in on this and they say you know they have faith in their catalog they also have faith in uh what they can also bring as far as dc universe is concerned because a lot of people are assuming at this point that warner brothers is going to absorb the dc universe streaming platform to kind of strengthen their position and it's not as if i think their their uh position needs strengthening they've got a hell of a catalog as far as the, the wb movies alone are concerned so yeah you got to remember they have uh they have the iron giant they have gremlins the exorcist harry potter lord of the rings so those are just a few of the properties that's in the wb catalog and on top of that they want to kind of pilfer if if the rumors are true they're going to pilfer the dc universe with all of the batman content all of the superman content all of their content period so if that even gets pulled over into uh wb that even strengthens the catalog more it makes it more worth it but if that had you even still saying you know i'm not 100 percent sure about this whole wb thing what the uh, rumor is in fact is being reported on a variety and other outlets that this wb streaming service is going to cost 16 to 17 dollars a month and i know that might sound like quite a bit especially considering that D- disney is talking seven dollars a month but for that 16 17 dollars a month you would be getting tentatively the wb's movie catalog which we just discussed a few of the standouts and you'd be getting the hbo original content and to me that's worth it all by itself when you're talking about uh game of thrones the wire the sopranos uh chernobyl which is a show that has uh, just started and actually it's being very very well acclaimed critically and by audiences and mind you i don't have hbo that was one that's another thing that i would like to get moving forward but i don't have it right now but uh those shows alone are worth 16 or 17 dollars a month then you're talking the wb movie catalog cinemax and possibly dc universe that is a hell of a package in in my opinion it could be the best deal in streaming if it comes off exactly the way it's been laid out uh, by these outlets and as it's being rumored because right now let's be realistic if i have to make a choice these two things are available and i can have to i have to make a choice between netflix and this wb streaming service hopefully i don't have to ever make that choice but if i had to the hbo street me i'm sorry the wb streaming service would kind of win out 
because they have a proven catalog of movies because HBO is proven that their original content is greater than Netflix's original content. I'm not saying that Netflix doesn't have some winners every now and then. I'm saying HBO has a proven history of putting out remarkable original content. And that's just something that, you know, uh, if they if these big studios continue to pull their shows or their movies from Netflix, we're going to be left with a lot of other stuff and Netflix's original content. Now, would Netflix original content be worth what I'm paying for Netflix right now without any of the other studios movies being there? Probably not. Probably not. So they would have to lower the price of what they're, even though they just hiked the prices, they would have to lower the prices for me to say, you know what, just to keep these few original programming that I love on Netflix, I will keep the service. And even though this is all hypothetical, I don't see myself getting rid of Netflix because of some of the shows that I can only find on Netflix. Uh, Black Mirror, for instance, which come an episode, an episode coming real soon about this very abbreviated season of Black Mirror. But what I liked about uh, what they put out this season, that's another episode for another day. This WB streaming service has me intrigued. It's not intriguing me enough to say uh, I forget D- Disney, but it is it is intriguing simply because I've already got the DC Universe streaming service. So if I've already committed to paying $9 or $8, whatever it is, for just the DC Universe for another, even if it was another $10, I think the rest of this content is worth it. So you tell me what you think about the WB streaming service. Would you be likely to get it? at this price of 16 to 17 dollars if you would let me know why if not i'd like to hear it tell me at after the snap at gmail.com or you can find me on any other social medias and i don't mind if you leave your opinion uh on my social medias so let's move on to the next topic and the next topic today was i talking about the blurry man episode of the twilight zone okay yeah that final episode of twilight zone was a pretty good case for why the reboot was even made basically there is art then there's entertainment and twilight zone has always survived on like an isthmus where the two meet and this is the dwelling place of thoughtful sci-fi fantasy horror mysteries etc this is where This type of television, this type of movie, this type of content exists is on this middle ground that has been basically founded to me by the Twilight Zone. First of all, hats off to Jordan Peele and company for hiding the blurry man in plain sight this entire season. Now, of course, as I discussed this uh, Twilight Zone blurry man episode, there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. So, 
in case you have not seen it. I'm going to give you this really quick overview. The overview was found at the Wikipedia website for anyone who wanted to look up all of the episodes of Twilight Zone. But right now we're just going to talk about this Blurry Man episode. In a metafictional episode, which is a basically an episode about an episode of Twilight Zone being filmed. A woman writing the latest episode of the Twilight Zone for Jordan Peele that stars Seth Rogen finds herself stalked by a mysterious person who is there one minute and isn't the next. After solving some clues that were associated with the previous episodes, the woman discovers that the figure turns out to be Rod Serling himself. Now, if you have not seen the episode, it is basically an episode about an episode of Twilight Zone being filmed. And uh, Zazie Beats plays Sophie. And Sophie is like one of the writers for the Twilight Zone. So she writes the narration for Jordan Peele. And at the beginning of this episode, Jordan Peele is going over his, uh, his narration. He says, you know, I need it to be tightened up. So she goes on a little tirade about how Twilight Zone has always been about art. It's not about sci-fi. And he's like, well, this sci-fi is kind of what we do, isn't it? And she's like, well, you know, Twilight Zone has always been different. It's, it should be looked at as art. And then also they casually mentioned that, you know, Jordan Peele is giving his narration much in the same way that Rod Serling was giving his narration. Rod Serling has shown up, was in every episode of The Twilight Zone, as is Jordan Peele. And Jordan Peele is just making it clear that I'm I'm being Rod Serling because Rod Serling hasn't shown up in these episodes of The Twilight Zone. So basically, I am taking his place, or I am uh, standing in for Rod Serling. Blurry Man, hidden in plain sight this entire season. That was the name of this episode. There are a few episodes of this series I didn't watch, but I've got it on good authority that the Blurry Man shows up in those as well. Now, of the episodes I've seen, this is most definitely the standout. And I saw a couple of really decent episodes. But what I've said about the beginning, in the beginning, when I when I talked to you all about the first two episodes of uh, Twilight Zone, it is true for this episode too. It is just, just about 10 minutes too long. Um, as a longtime Twilight Zone kind of aficionado, fangirl, whatever, I kind of figured out the twist early in the episode. And, and from that point, it just seemed like an excruciatingly drawn-out series of events to get to the reveal. Now, this was a shorter episode, only 38 minutes, but at the absolute least, seven minutes of this 38 minutes were unnecessary. There's some scenes that uh, don't even move the story along at all. It's just like filler. Um, every, scene, every scene with Sophie on the phone just felt like time wasted. Uh, the episode was really good besides the extraneous filler scenes and hopefully we get a second season 
of uh, the Twilight Zone. Because like I said, what we found out was that there's art and there's entertainment. And Twilight Zone exists on both of these planes. Twilight Zone is like almost, almost an anomaly. But in each one of these scenes, and if you have not seen the episode, I've given up a lot already. But in each one of these scenes where the blurry man appears, that is Rod Serling. Rod Serling has crossed over. He has made uh, art and entertainment meet. And to the point where he was a character in an episode about an episode <laughs> of, of Twilight Zone and I thought it was very well done and I suck at explaining stuff like this I'm going to get better but uh, this was the best episode of Twilight Zone this season of course hopefully next year next season they get uh, a little better at the whole timing thing and just either slow the slow the action down just a little bit so that all all this extra all these extra minutes don't feel like just we just had to have a 45 minute episode or something like that i would truly like truly appreciate if they would just uh tighten things up make every second count because some of this stuff was just a little bit unnecessary this season didn't take away from the overall enjoyment of the season. I'm just saying that those episodes did run on a bit long. And with that, going to get into the final segment of today's episode, which is the Attack of the Clones Make Me a Jedi segment. Now, I have been watching the Star Wars Star Wars movies I thought I was going to be able to watch their uh, animated content, but you have to buy those seasons and they're just a little bit steep for my blood. Again, um, I would love to see those cartoons, uh, the Clone Wars. If anybody knows where I can see them without shelling out 25 bucks, let me know <laughs> at afterthesnap at gmail.com because I will check them out. I do want to see them. I want to just get everything Star Wars related watched so that I can form my opinion uh, in in a, a full capacity with everything that all the information is available. I would like to form my opinion on becoming a Jedi because everyone knows that I'm a Trekkie. I've always loved Star Trek. So I'm a Trekkie. Can I be a Jedi? And just a little bit of history. The original trilogy. I was a little kid when it came out. I did see the original trilogy. I don't remember the original trilogy. And that wasn't a problem. I remembered some of it. But not a lot of it. So that was a problem. Because I'm like well if I loved it. If I really liked it. Wouldn't I remember it? Didn't remember a lot. The, these prequels I had never seen. So. I am on Attack of the Clones, the second movie in the prequels. And of course, I'm making notes uh, right after I watch these movies because there's so many movies and I've been watching them 
even when I was on the hiatus. So I'm further ahead than Attack of the Clones, but because I was making these little notes, I can take you back to where I was when uh, I actually viewed the movie. So, in, I'm, I'm just coming straight out of my notes. The time jump kind of threw me for a loop. I didn't know that it was going to be so long. I knew that they didn't necessarily have a time to be with young Anakin for too long. Well, we knew I knew he would have to grow up, but boy, that 10 years, I think it was 10 years, kind of went fast. <laughs> um, you know, to see him in the next movie as an adult and kind of harboring these, this love, this actual kind of obsession with Padme. And I'm just like, well, where the hell did that come from? But I guess he had a crush on her and she kind of was imprinted on his psyche all through his, you know, his young adulthood until now he's about, I guess he's got to be about 19, 20 years old. And he's in infatuated with her and they run across one another again but the time jump just kind of just kind of threw me for a loop i actually liked natalie portman a little bit more in this movie and i guess it's because uh, a little bit more of just personality uh came out and also you know yeah it's mostly the personality. I saw a little more personality out of her. She wasn't kind of wooden and and uh, like she was in the first movie, and like a lot of people complained about from uh, Thor. So when she's playing a, a character who is just very straight and very analytical, she plays them the same way because that Thor character, Jane Foster, and. Uh, Padme in our first movie was just too similar to me and I don't know if anybody else got that feel but that's what I got even though this was a younger uh, Natalie Portman she she associates uh, being stoic with being analytical she was far more serious I guess that's where I'm going with this but anyway the romance, of course, was kind of cliche. I was aware that it was going to happen, but I wasn't convinced by the performance. They didn't sell me that they really liked each other. They looked good together. Beautiful couple. <laughs> but they didn't sell me that they were in love. Now, as far as the movie is concerned and it moved things along very well to me. I liked this movie. This was actually between the first movie and this one. I like this one more. So the first movie was Phantom Menace. And then this is the Attack of the Clones. I like the Attack of the Clones more. I thought uh, the war was dope. I thought Mace and uh, Yoda and, and all the Jedis with their uh, lightsabers in the battle, I thought that was dope. We got some some feedback, really. Let me let me. It's not really feedback. It's trying to get feedback from me, and that's from uh, James from from Ada Geeks. He is a big Star Wars fan, and his question for me was, "Hello again. 
Okay, it is. Hello again, young Padawan. I have a question or two. <laughs> it just kills me how he writes that out. Um, number one, is Anakin believable to you as in the overall portraying, portrayal and writing of the character? The portrayal, even like the shooting of Anakin, kind of cast a dark pallor over him wherever he's having dark thoughts. And it makes it clear that there is a dark side of the character. But it's not conveyed believably, in my opinion. Uh, there are scenes that could be equated to kind of mustache twirling. We see that he's going to flip. He has no discipline. He, he behaves totally contrary to the expectations of a Jedi. So I assume that, you know, we would see him fully embrace his Sith side in the next movie obviously because the next set after this set were the original trilogy so I had already assumed that we we're going to see a turn because they made it so they telegraphed his uh, his dark turn and there could possibly be a reason for that and I don't know if this is like just retconning because People didn't like, uh, I won't say people, a, a lot of Star Wars fans did not appreciate these prequels. So they were very, very attacking of not only the characters of the prequels, but of George Lucas himself. And uh, after the fact, George Lucas reminded people that when he made Star Wars, it was to be a children's movie it was supposed to be aimed at kids and preteens and it was you know a basically a space opera that was aimed at them they are the target act audience and of course uh, you got people my age who saw this as a kid and now you got 20 some years later these prequels come out and you want a Monday morning quarterback how he filmed it well he filmed it this way because in the beginning and this is him saying this I'm paraphrasing but this is what George Lucas said um, he was making these movies for children so now these prequels are prequels to some movies that were made for children so they are kind of aimed at the same target demographics the kids and the preteens so now your grown ass is remembering how you felt watching these movies as a youngster and because these movies were aimed at you as a youngster and now you're grown and you're finding out that this move, these, this set of movies wasn't as great as you thought they were and this is not me saying it, this is George Lucas. I'm just paraphrasing what he said. I may be able to find the quote, but... I read that he was like, and, and you guys, you know, now you're acting like big ass, grown ass, entitled people, when in all actuality, this shit wasn't designed or dim it wasn't targeted at your ass anyway. Now, if you still want to watch the movies and get some enjoyment out of it, we'll roll the red carpet and say, watch the movies and get some enjoyment out of it. But to tell a director, oh, no, 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 no. 
this is not what we want. No, that's not what you want. Because you ain't direct the goddamn movie. He did. But anyway, I digress. That's this. This is not uh, to say that I'm not getting some type of enjoyment out of these movies. I, uh, I am. I'm actually liking what I'm seeing, but because I'm not, I'm not married to the original trilogy. If I was married to the original trilogy, then everything else would feel like a departure, I'm sure. But I'm not married to it. I'm just watching it with, with fresh eyes. Now, the next question that Dr. Doom and Gloom has is, are you a fan of Count Dooku, also known as Darth Tyrannus? And keep up the great content. I appreciate you. Uh, Dr. Doom and Gloom for keeping me on my my toes, keeping me balanced in the force. Dooku gets on my last nerve. I didn't like him. (laughs) Did not like him at all. Could not wait for him to get his comeuppance and uh, spoiler alert, it happens in the next movie. So, when he gets his comeuppance, I am quite amused by it i am extremely happy to see him go because he was to me just i just didn't like him just didn't like him so yoda and mace were extremely impressive with these lightsabers but yoda couldn't defeat dooku and that really pissed me off until i spoke with my co-worker rodney who kind of explained that the dark side of the the force is stronger and then also the next movie reinforces while jumping to the dark side of the force is a shortcut to using the force's power i actually like this movie a lot i liked it more than the phantom menace i'm not saying that the phantom menace wasn't a good movie but this one was better to me or it it kind of uh spoke to me a little bit more I love close quarter hand-to-hand combat. Everybody knows that. And I also love these big battle scenes. I didn't know. Yes, I did. From the 300 and from uh, the Patriot and stuff. So I've always liked them, but I didn't pinpoint that that is what I like. So, yes, I watched the 300 and I loved it. Yes, I I liked uh, the Patriot. Watched it. Loved it. I love these type of movies where you're seeing a lot of different aspects of a huge battle. Infinity War. Endgame. So these types of battles, I'm finding that I am really drawn to. And Attack of the Clones has another one of those battles that I truly enjoy. I like the space stuff too. But those land battles uh, really speak. They do speak to me quite a bit. And that gladiator type of uh, of environment. So the, the gladiator environment speaks to me as well. So those are things that I'm finding or I'm able now to identify. That's what is attractive to me about these movies. And this is just another one of those movies. And as we move on. Um, there are more opportunities for me to say, wow, wow, as as the, 
the series of movies progress. So this movie was a wow for me. It was uh, not the best thing. You know, there were elements of it that I didn't like. And there were a lot of things about it that I did. So on my scale of five lightsabers, one to five lightsabers, I give this one a four. Four lightsabers for Attack of the Clone. And um, I know that me giving this movie four lightsabers makes you say, well, damn, what is she going to do with the other ones? I really did like this movie. And uh, yeah, that, that should be hinting at some of the things that we have coming up. But anyway, so we will continue the series with Revenge of the Sith. The last movie of the prequels, I'll talk about that in the next episode as far as the Make Me a Jedi segment goes, but right now, I guess, you know, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, I've got a toe in the water. I'm testing the Jedi waters at this point, still not ready to uh, commit to the entire franchise, but... I'm dipping my toe in willingly. The water's not bad. <laughs> so, those are my thoughts on Blurry Man. Those are my thoughts on the WB streaming service. Swamp Thing being canceled, which was uh, crazy, insane. I really think that uh, DC Universe, as far as the showrunners for... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. As far as the heads of the, the streaming service, they had a problem with the Swamp Thing, period, point blank, and period. But they also, uh, they also may be holding their cards kind of close to the vest as far as what may be in store coming up later. We've already started assuming, pontificating, speculating. So, they know that we might be on to them. <laughs> They're trying to keep people from, from uh, unsubscribing to DC Universe until they get their other stuff off the ground. But they're showing some of their cards. And then if they would have just let, let it at least go to the end of the, or at least to the middle, and then say we canceling the shit. They're telling you before we even allow you to let us know what you think of this series, we're canceling it. We're not even giving you a chance to tell you what, tell us what you think in terms of watching it. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, I don't understand why they would do that. So, tell me what you think. Uh, let me know if you think that Swamp Thing's cancellation is because the show sucks or if you think it's because DC Universe has other plans as far as what the Warner Brothers streaming service could have in store for us also let me know what you think about what you thought about I'm sorry the blurry man and what do you think about the movies without giving me spoilers for other movies what do you think about the two movies, uh, the two Star Wars movies that I've already seen, Phantom Menace 
and Attack of the Clones. What were your opinions of those two movies? My last thing uh, is possibly there's going to be a lot, a lot of streaming services coming out. And if you would like to assist me in being able to get all of these streaming services, please do not hesitate to donate to the show. That will help me get the streaming services and be able to give you at least the best commentary for the best shows on each one of these streaming services, especially, you know, the ones that are pertaining to our genre. Uh, hanging out with sci-fi superhero movies fantasy type movies this is this will be this is our wheelhouse not so much the action stuff i like john wick but i don't think uh john wick is number one is not completely in my wheelhouse but number two with the amount of gun violence that is going on in the united states I like the movies, but I'm not going to glorify it by talking about it over and over and over again. I don't mind the movies as far as what I watch, but uh, for my audience, if if you watch them, that's great. But we're not going to just sit and just talk about it over and over and over because uh, that's happening in real life. There are people who really believe that they are John Wick. And that's as much as I'm going to say about John Wick. Even though I did like uh, the first two movies. Haven't seen the third one yet. But anyway. So our wheelhouse is uh, the the sci-fi fantasy uh, superhero genre. I'm sticking around in there. So. If you'd like for me to be able to... uh, cover the content on each of the streaming services that pertain to these genres please 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 help me out by donating at patreon.com slash after the snap or you can just listen to the show on radio public for every listen i get a little tiny itsy bitsy percentage of that at uh, Radio Public the link will be on my website where you can directly go to Radio Public and subscribe to my show uh, after the snap you can do that uh, at mcuafterthesnap.com that is the website for the podcast just go there go to Radio Public or if you listen to things on Radio Public as is you can just listen to the show on Radio Public. That helps me a hell of a lot. But if not, you can still watch it on whatever uh, platform. I'm sorry, listen to the show on whatever platform that you are comfortable with. But if you want to help the show, Radio Public is the way to go. And that, that would help me without you having to go to Patreon or paypal.me slash after the snap either of those things any of those ways help me and there are a lot of ways but that those ways really really will assist in uh getting me some revenue so that i can keep this thing going and uh what else what else what else all my social medias after the snap 
on Facebook, Snap After on Twitter, After the Snap 2018 on Instagram, which I am very rarely on because I don't understand. I might need a social media helper because I don't understand. (laughs) But anyway, those are the different ways that you can contact me and I don't mind DM me as long as we're talking about the show. I don't have I don't have a problem with that. Anything that you would like for me to talk about coming up in the future, go ahead, feel free. Give me your show ideas. Um, The next episode, I know for certain we will be talking about Black Mirror. We'll probably talk about a whole hell of a lot more as well. We will be talking about Revenge of the Sith, sure. Um, And whatever else comes to mind. But that is going to wrap it up i thank you for joining me on yet another episode of after the snap and since i've got nothing else for you i'll catch you on the flip <laughs>